You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy 2012! Or 2012? Yes. Or 2012? 2012. As so. those of us who like to be economical with our words, occasionally. So the last time we spoke to you, <laughs> it was 2011, and welcome to 2012. Oh, it's still 2011. Uh-huh. Are you trying to make some sort of illusion here? <laughs> no, it's 2012 today. That is when isn't, this podcast goes isn't out. 2012 yet for us? Unless you were... We're um, living in the past. Unless you were clever and you figured out the name of this podcast on the server, you could have got it last week. Mm. But I'm sure our listeners or aren't, tomorrow. aren't that clever. We're like, we're like Doctor Who. There's a... There's a confusing timeline of history and future going on here. Correct. So it is Sunday, January the 1st, 2012, 2012, whatever you want to call it, a brand new year, a brand new year of movies, as we discussed a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. A couple of weeks ago. (laughs) Lots of new movies to come this year. And this is our first uh, movie review of the year, and this is after the show number 204. The movie we're going to look at this week is Larry Crown on Blu-ray. It's a 2011 movie, released on Blu-ray at the tail end of 2011, 13th of December. It's a PG-13, it's from our friends at Universal, and you're going to give us the synopsis of the movie Larry Crown. 2011 seems like such a long time ago. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Crown. Thomas Crown. Why do I think that? Thomas Crown Affair. Right. Larry Crown, with an E, as you'll find when you watch the movie. Is about a man who's li- he's middle-aged, life is changing, he needs a little spark of life, a little bit of inspiration. The dickheads of the world have decided if you don't have a college education, you can't move up in certain corporations, even if you're a lowly, lowly as in. You're not an academic person, but you work in a store, well, we decided you need a college degree. And that is actually true at a lot of places, which is fucked up. But anyway, um, and he needs to just find a new... Uh, Vibe. He finds a little bit of college action going on. And it's that. It's like a coming of age, middle age. Yes. Which You're is right. a new trend, I think. Uh, so, Larry Crown. I think, from just a little bit of what you said earlier, we might be split on this movie. Okay. Because I dislike it intensely. Are you kidding me? Yes. I dislike it halfway. Right. Not because of quality. No, I think the quality is fine. Absolutely. I'll tell you why I dislike it halfway, and then you can tell me why you dislike it very much. Okay. I dislike it because it has this sort of wide-eyed look at very strong stereotypical things, and it's very laid out for you. You know, you meet a woman, and she right off the bat says, I'm not inspiring anyone. I'm not... Nobody cares. And she starts off her co- college, she's a professor, starts off by saying, I'm going to teach you to care. And her voice is like, ugh. It's all very in your face. There's no subtlety at all in anything. I don't like the little chipper chick that he meets and that she just must untuck your pants and take off your glasses and here we go and let's rearrange your house and we'll cut your hair. I don't like those people in real life. I don't like them in movies. What I do like, now that's half of it, so it kind of puts a bit of a damper on some scenes. Not every scene. It's like a... It's kind of like a romantic comedy 
Well, I'd say it is. Yeah. It is. Well, with the a, parts with a life that I like thing. are that it is true to think about life. If you, for all of a sudden, died or left or we decided to part ways, and if I lost my job, which I make a comfortable living where I can pay the mortgage, I can pay for my car payments that I have, and I can have a nice... I mean, we don't have any luxurious life, really. Some people might think so. But if I were to lose that, it's a real-life thing to go, all these things I've learned, I shouldn't go bankrupt, and I shouldn't lose my house, and I shouldn't do this. And But maybe it's a good lesson to relearn things, you know? And I don't mind that part of it. I thought that was done well, how his little journey seemed pretty true to life, in my opinion. The thing about you got to work a little part-time, you got to go to school... I didn't mind that, but it still was sort of this, I don't know, there's no grit, there's no reality to it. Um, There are some scenes that feel really self-indulgent in terms of Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts kind of doing a Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts scene together. Do you know what I mean? Did you get that vibe? A few times, not every time. So I'm split. I think it's nice enough, and yet it's too nice. That's my problem with Uh, it. my, My description would be... It's so nice, I want to vomit. <laughs> like, there's no grittiness in any... It's not. It doesn't resemble real life in any way, shape, or form, apart from some ideas, maybe. But the actual presentation yeah. you get is just a Hollywood writer's idea of life. Absolutely. In a very nice neighborhood. Yes. You have a neighbor who has a yard sale on their yard full time. No one is going to fucking uh-uh. stand for that. No uh-uh. one. But they're charming and they're funny and everyone accepts that they have shit on their yard 24-7. Everybody's nice to everybody. Really. I did like, I did like that settled feeling I got about two-thirds of... About a third of the way in, I'm sorry, where I realized there's not going to be any horrible... Um, antagonist. There's not going to be a horrible thing that's going to happen. I actually like that feeling that I'm not going. We're not going to come across somebody scamming him or taking. Who it. fucks it all up? Yeah, I I did like that feeling. See, I don't need that. I just need something. And what this gives me is nothing. It's You're just saying like maybe a dead spouse instead of a divorce or. A... Or just just a semblance of <laughs> realism, like like something. It doesn't have to be miserable, but there are, I, you know, from the beginning of this movie, this guy works in. What is Target, basically. It's not Kmart. Target. Like, yeah, Kmart, sorry. Kmart a big um, supermarket. Superstore. And, uh, you know, he's the best employee you could possibly imagine. In fact, the montage, the opening of the movie, is you thinking, you think to yourself, this guy is awesome. He's the best person for this job. There's a job I would hate, and he seems there to love it. There can't be anybody else in that store who's as good as him. He's employee of the month, nine times, or whatever. Everybody knows his name, everybody yes. loves him. And then he's the one they choose because of this. Right. And like you say, this is a true thing. Uh, I mean, Semi- not, not so big I a didn't deal. buy it. I was like, come on. Like, you can't... He doesn't even look like he wants a promotion. Exactly. So I think he would be happy in this position. He's fine, right? Now you're pulling him to one side... Or, or also firing him in the warehouse, not in the... You know, just in the common room or whatever. Saying... Unrealistically firing him, too. They're having a laugh. Kind of charming and, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, it's funny kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was... So from that moment, I was like, okay, you have to fire this guy for him to go on this journey. The firing I didn't buy. And then I never bought that he was down and out, like, didn't Me have either. any money. That was like, a big problem I had. Ever, like, I, I was just like... You know why? Because he's Tom Hanks. Yes. There's mate. no moment when you're, like, feeling that he doesn't have a billion dollars in the bank, and I can't help it. 
I'm not saying he's a bad actor, but there was nothing to that character. I never felt any. Oh my god! Some the they're going to come and take all his stuff. He's going to be on under a bridge, lying on the floor. No. I never felt that ever, which I should because that's the situation that they're trying to portray. Exactly. But because they're doing it so Hollywood like. You can't... What? How, there's never a negative aspect to anything, right? So it's not real. Even her husband is a complete dickhead. He's still portrayed. In, in fact, that's my favourite part. Their relationship doesn't feel real either. But at least there's some real conflict of some... Something. She's but there again, they don't, they, they don't even... The two characters, Julia Roberts and Brian Cranston, playing them... They, you don't even get a decent conversation with them trying to hash anything out. It's just kind of played for laughs. Yeah. And they play everything for laughs in this movie. It's almost like... I mean, and there are some parts that I kind of liked. Um, one of my favourite things was George Takai playing... Uh, <laughs> yeah, economics This professor. hilarious... Like a, an economics professor, I would like to look... Absolutely. Because it's funny, it, and it's charming, and it's kind of... He's self-indulged, you know. He's, you know, he's this over the. He's top. almost like a, a, well, he is, but like a thespian economics teacher. Yeah. And also, if you have your course packet, you will be yeah. able to take over the world. And I had to. I and had he to, laughs uh, and he goes, uh-huh. yeah. And no one laughs. He goes, like. you should be laughing with me. <laughs> and you're just like, I just love him. So I think. Yeah. So I had to grasp onto some parts. I agree. I agree um, with that. And he was one of them. Um. I never bought the mix of people driving scooters, I these know. odd random people, different the kinds of who people. who was threatening him was... I mean, there I'm was, not... It didn't... What was the point in it? It didn't ever come to anything. There was no... Oh, let's explain. There's a girl, the kind of girl that... Uh, is, she, is she like a... The, she's free not spirit. the hot girl. She's free like the spirit. free spirit girl, right? Okay, she happens to be super attractive, right? Like <laughs> just all, happens to be. Yeah, just happens to be. Anyway... So this her and she's got a boyfriend and they ride scooters around with a lot of other people, just random other people who ride scooters. This bunch of people. That there was no point to that really, apart from I mean, Larry gets a scooter, it kinda changes him a little bit, but no there was no No, no, that was the catalyst for all of his change. I think you missed the point then. No, I did I did not. What I'm saying is it no. could have been a Harley Davidson, uh, I would have bought so- a Harley Davidson club more. But then again, that would be too gritty for this movie because well, no, that would, would be, be all... too obvious as well. Do you want ob- you're gonna you would have said that's, oh, that's very hugs, obvious, right? but you would have said that's obvious too. It would, and, and... so I don't mind the scooter thing. No, but I don't I... like her. No, well, anyway, what I'm explaining is this her, and then she's got this boyfriend who's also this hot guy, who debatable. Yeah, but you know, smoldering looks, etc. But and I'm not being funny or anything, but he's so not. Boyfriendy at all? Oh no, I'm saying about him. He's not. He's supposed to be sort of semi-threatening because Tom yeah, Hanks is. Supposed he's kind to... of passive-aggressive with Tom Hanks, right? But cute and funny, like in a comedy. That's way. what I mean. That the passive. But I never get any danger. I don't. I don't even. He's not feel gonna like... punch him. I actually like... don't feel like. There was times where I was like, okay, if this guy got violent, Tom Hanks would just take him down. <laughs> he just put his hand on his he forehead. Was in the, and he'd be he was like... in the. Um, uh, Navy. Navy for yeah. twenty years. <laughs> he'd just take him down, right? So I never felt threatened by this guy. I also, you know, they were trying to what? Like, because Tom Hanks was close with his girlfriend, he was jealous. But then it never went anywhere, that, ever. Like, it just didn't... There was a lot of things in there that like, didn't Like, that was anything. supposed to be a situation I felt that we're trying to highlight the fact 
and just sort of a life thing where if I make friends with a dude, which I am friends with some dudes, and there are men that I could say right now, oh, like next week I'm going to lunch with this person, that person I used to work with, and you'd be like, okay, whatever. Because there are times in life when you have a relationship, you are not, you are not married, and yet you have a friend that's opposite sex, that's fine. I think that's what they're trying to show, is that there is no threat here. There's, And plus, the professor also gets that weird vibe that he's screwing this younger girl and he's not. You know, but it's There's never, no threat anyway. I was anywhere. trying to think of a movie where you do feel, for the lead character, it's a comedy, and yet you feel the person is really losing it, and it was a Year of the Dog. Because when she starts going down that path, you actually feel... Afraid yeah, that she's about, realistic. yeah, she's about to lose her house. She's gone a little yeah. wacky. She's gonna lose everything, and you felt she's alienating her family. She's gone over the edge, and yet it's funny and it's charming. But you actually got that little bit of grit that you felt she's really losing it here, and she's in jeopardy of some kind. Whereas in this one, you always know, and we're not spoiling anything because it's just that kind of movie. It doesn't. It's going to be la, 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 la. Yeah, Unless somebody ends up dying, then there's no... It's literally la, 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 la the entire time. There's no there's no, no, I don't think we are. I think it's super mainstream. It's got a, it's got a voice, but it's really small. Like, it's not really... It's what do you very, feel it's trying to say? It's very specific. Like, about, you know, I mean, it's, it's real. It's just... You know, people can change, or you can make a change. Pick yourself or, up. If something yeah, goes wrong, yeah, pick or, yourself up. Yeah. Um, it's not the end kind of thing. Um, but a but billion so was, movies have, set, have told so that was, story. So uh, was Welcome to the Rileys, and that was very gritty and very... Yeah, dark. and not everything has to be depressing. I'm, I'm not saying, oh, just make all movies depressing <laughs> and uh, ultra-violent or ultra-sad. Because, no, no. I actually like a, a light-hearted movie occasionally, too. But this is too light-hearted for me. You, it's, like just, the, it's just too light-hearted. The thought of a dude who is sort of on the cusp of maybe losing everything. We need to have that feeling there is a bit of jeopardy. He doesn't even ever look worried to me. Like, like even when he goes to the bank to say, I'm going to, yeah, you know, what the hell am I going to do? It kinda, it's just, there never seems to be a worry from him. It just seems like... I guess that could be a lesson in itself if you think, keep, I don't know. I agree with you, and yet I don't feel like it poisons it all too bad that I think some people would thoroughly enjoy this movie. Above what you and I totally, you know. Okay, let me also ask this. He's got no money. He's having to sell his worldly belongings on his lawn, like a lawn sale. Because he's got no money at all. Um, He's filling up his big diesel, his big vehicle, and it's costing him lots of money, and he sees people on scooters and realizes, I should have one of those because it's cheaper. Um... How much does it cost to go to college in this country? If you live in California, you can go for free. So is that what they were getting? Very possibly, because they were in California. Because that was one thing where I was like, yes. so what? He doesn't bother getting a job? I mean, yes, he does, in the movie he does get a part-time job. But I, I'm thinking <laughs> this part-time job yeah. is not going to pay California, for college. In California, I do believe, if you've been a resident for long enough, and only some colleges, I do think you can enroll and go without having to get a loan and stuff. I think, I think. Right, that was Because they never that... addressed it. So I think if they had addressed it, we would have had. And me, as a not, you know, as a British person, thinking, oh, I always hear, oh, college is expensive. College, that's what I hear about American college all the time. College is expensive. I was thinking, okay, so this guy who works at Kmart, he's got enough savings to drop everything and go to college and just have this part-time job to fund everything else. I didn't buy that. But. Well, you can also get loans and stuff really easily to go to college. Right, so. but this guy. But they was, never even touched. No, on that. this guy and this guy. 
in one scene they're telling us he's literally down and out. He has to sell stuff on his lawn. And then in the next scene, he's going to college. It would have been nice to have just... There was not even a deleted scene that addressed the finances of going to college, was there? Not no. even one thing. And that was a, a bit baffling for me. Because I was like, oh, this, okay, is a, yeah. this is a really nice college to, uh, you know, look at look at this place. It's, it's a decent Well, thing. people would disagree with you. When you know a lot of universities, that one seems kind of like a, a fast food kind of university. Right, not like a Harvard or something. Correct. It's just right, a but standard still, I mean, it looked, community it didn't kind look of like college. A, a ghetto kind yeah, of Yeah, it wasn't all no, right. It, was, it, it wasn't was like <laughs> middle aged white person. Now there would have been a good there's a good movie. We've got a college and it's it's gonna get tore down and we need to save it. So we need all these students to come and rally around. <laughs> Sounds saccharine. <laughs> <laughs> like the Goonies. Can we get Tom the Hanks Goonies to direct that? Is not saccharine. And they're saving a whole town. Yeah. So that's my problem with this movie. If you separate that, though, what good qualities did... What things did you What like did I enjoy? Him? Brian Cranston. Because I'm... <laughs> this character was a dick. He was, and I'm right off the back of watching all of Breaking Bad, <laughs> yeah. so I, I was like, you know, I like to see him. To me, he's the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Right, and to I, you, he's Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, and I want to see him... You know, this is different to his Breaking Bad character, so it's interesting to see. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. He doesn't even get... He doesn't even do that good of a job, let's be very honest. He's too... He's also too much. He overplays it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, and it's... He's probably in the movie for five minutes. Yeah, there's not much. Yeah. Um, I saw Pam, Pam Greer. I was like, okay, things are looking up. I love Pam Greer. She was in it for less than two minutes. At least, yeah. Um, other things I liked... Ooh. There's not a lot. One thing I like is the idea. Like you said, there may be some good ideas. And the idea that it... That she's at this, you know, uh, Julia Roberts is a professor and she teaches speech and it looks sounds like she teaches literature and concepts of literature and things like that, right? Um, like Shakespeare as the politician, things like that. And yet she's now come to the point of her career when she is like, what the, what am I doing? Yeah. Like it is pointless. Now I, I would love to, I mean, I can't even imagine because that kind of, blo- that kind of blossomed in my mind. Maybe it was... For me. Maybe, maybe in my mind, the concept of a professor or a teacher kind of giving up, the idea of that was bigger than the way it was portrayed yeah, in the movie. Well, because the, that would be an awesome thing to explore. And the maybe Julia Roberts' character, there's a darker story that could be told mm-hmm. with that exact character. Absolutely. The because, drinking. you know, they touch on she's an alcoholic, etc. But it, even that is not done in a threatening way. It's, nope. just, it's almost like, oh, she just drinks... A lot. She drinks... I mean, yeah, she drinks massive big margaritas at night. <laughs> but then it never really goes anywhere. I mean, she gets drunk one time. Uh, and even and that, that doesn't really Her relationship, like he's saying, I can't make you laugh. I can't do anything yeah, anymore. You have to get she's... drunk. And she's like, whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's like sugary everywhere. Yeah, so all the ideas that are interspersed the entire time, to me, never go anywhere. Or are either just played for a laugh. Like, they just... They, you know, they make it funny. Or not even funny. Light-hearted kind of sitcom style humor to me like it's really that was another problem i had with the kids are all right same kind of a thing just a little bit too elevated in the hollywood version of life super stereotypical everybody like the students in the classroom absolutely like a a stupid one and a but that's how people are in life let's be very honest they are but you've seen it so many times it's kind of and if oh. you try to make someone more complex, like you've got the idiot dude who's like, <laughs> yeah, but then if you all of a sudden make him 
start to love literature and then he comes out the other end as like a, a like a literature buff then you're like oh please come on those yeah. those idiots don't ever do that so you know there's no winning i don't think with stereotypes not no. really you know and i think the performances were fine from julia roberts and tom hanks there's not much going on though. but there's not much going on it's almost they could do it with their eyes shut it's not there's no challenge in that and when she was talking in the extras about, oh, hooking up with Tom and we could, you know, play off each other, I'm like, well, it's just... To me, there's... N- I have to think about a movie and go, was there a scene that move A, moved me, B, made me really laugh, or C, um, changed something in me, or did something? None of them did. Because I feel like I've seen it before. I feel... I've not seen this exact movie, but yeah. there is a movie that you are going to recommend that I think probably... Yeah. Did this did this topic better on a more believable level for me anyway. Even though that had a saccharine Absolutely. kind of taste But there's to something it. there's some certain in those intangibles where you can take an element like he's divorced. We never see the ex-wife. He's losing his house yeah, and it's not, it's not a beautiful big amazing house. Yeah, it was. But it's not like a mansion or anything. It's just in a nice, semi-nice Just a nice really area. nice house. And you have to wonder, like, well, how, 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 how much does that really cost? And it's not like falling in. He's not like a hoarder. There's nothing wrong with his life. He's got... Re- he collects records, but that's yeah. never even touched on. He's just nope. got some Loads record. of records. Yeah. I'm just trying to think what... I mean, I guess the thing is, though, if you want to inject something that's more gritty, then someone has to be dead... Or a child has to be ill, or someone like something like that, or he has to literally be have cancer, or have his house like have the bailiffs, as you guys call them in England, come and remove. But even if the people came and took the stuff in this movie, he might stand there with his hands on his hips and and have this a think and be like, "Well, yeah, that's okay. That's just how life goes." Yeah, let's get that's on. That's literally it. how he is the <laughs> entire know? time. Which isn't a bad message. No. Do you know what I'm saying? But, but if that you if that's all you're saying, it's. I mean, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, no I would have, I would have even liked to see see the tail end of his marriage. How that exactly disintegrates, or have the ex-wife come around and maybe she is a bitch, or maybe yeah. she's really nice, and you find out that maybe he was the reason. Slightly, yeah. You don't know nothing though. I mean, no. he's he's nothing. He's literally from the moment you see him working in. Um, Umart. <laughs> yeah, Umart. <laughs> That's the only thing you've got to base him on. Like, oh, he's a good guy and he, um, you know, he's good at his job. Yeah, he got fired. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? There's no, yes, you do hear him, you do hear something about divorce, but you have nothing at all to base it. You don't know what kind of guy he is. You don't know nothing. And you'll learn throughout. My vibe was. He's a nice guy. The wife, his ex-wife, right, is the same as Julia Roberts is with her husband. She looks at him and goes, is this it? All I'm I'm married to a dude who works in Umart. He's super organized, he's very tidy, he's very well kept, and that's it. There is nothing more to my life, and I am bored, and he is too nice. Oh, see? That's why she divorced him. Too saccharine. <laughs> Everything in this guy's life is too nice and too sweet, and I need some grit. When he comes home from Umart, he writes saccharine movies about scooters and... <laughs> so boring. Sits on his Apple Mac. You know? 
He's down and out, but he's typing on his little Apple Mac. Oh, yeah. And he's working in a cafe where he's like one of the lead cooks, and yet he can stand there reading a book yes. in the middle of a lunch rush and yes. stuff like that. I understand. Movie stuff. Right? Yeah, I understand that you want to highlight things in movies. That's fine. I get it. you got to have motion. you got to have visuals, blah, blah, blah. Some movies do it where you totally buy into it all, and some movies do it where you're... You're getting, That's di- a movie moment. You're getting just diabetes just from yeah. watching it. And... But it's not a negative because there are people who are going to love that movie for that reason. Because there's no threat if you there's want, no bad. If you don't want to be offended... Um, challenged? <laughs> yeah, challenged or, or anything. Emotionally if you, if you don't want to laugh very much. There's no... <laughs> there's no sadness to cry at. If you want to watch Julia Roberts just... Be, be Julia Roberts. She's kind of bitchy. Yeah. Which I don't think she With is With perfect all. hair, always. Um, Perfectly disheveled hair. Yeah, but it looks kind of like it and doesn't move very And her very thrift shop looking clothes and her sort of 50s vibe house. Which, the house was my, one of my favorite things. I want to put one of those swirly things in our dining room. I love that. And you, you know where the door comes over? Put one of those things down there. I love that. <laughs> and you want to see Tom Hanks. With his shirt tucked in a lot. Yeah, just like and a that was play middle aged man. Like that he is. was one of my least favorite things is how his transformation was. The beginning of how he was and the end of how he was didn't go together for me. The clothing, the attitude. He was real super confident there in, in near the end with the scene of. I also, like, I also don't resolved. like the idea of some. You are somebody, right? And then somebody coming along saying, that's not right. Yeah. You do. You look like this, this, and this, or, or we'll just change it for you. And and it was never kind of uh, addressed whether he thought that was better. He just said things like, "He just oh, went along I, with anything." I have a better haircut, or you know, and he was wearing like thrift shoppy clothes that actually looked like new thrift thrift shoppy clothes yes. to me, like designer thrift shoppy clothes. And he never kind of said, oh, yeah, I feel great like this or anything. And he had like, you know, he tried to, she tried to make him cool, this woman. He never refused anything no, so she did. No, so he's so like like a sheep being led by a collar. Like. True. I and did that, get that. that was yeah. where I was kind of like, well, he's not really got his own mind. He's just being molded by all these other people he's meeting. Are you starting to like it less the more you talk about it? <laughs> yeah. If you, if you analyze it, then you're going to hate it probably. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying. Like he's not yeah. being himself. He's not being himself. He's being who she's grooming him to be. Not only that, but if you're going by the by that, they say to him, "We're firing you because you haven't gone to college." So what's the next thing you do? Go to college. Yes. For what? Like so it's that he can get a, a job very... back in a store and exactly like it, like oh I have to fit in and do that. So I'll it's do sort that. of like this movie was written by. A multi-millionaire who hasn't had a job for a very long time. Are we talking about Tom Hanks? <laughs> Tom Hanks and the writers. The <laughs> yes. writers. Is, well, I don't think he wrote it, but he directed it. But I mean, someone who is a little distant. From... I almost would have preferred he gets fired from this Kmart, Umart. <laughs> he hits rock bottom for a little bit, gets really drunk and wasted. Drunk Tom Hanks in his apartment. Oh, you know? Then it dawns on him that... That's not the way to go. And then he travels the world or does something interesting what I want to see. Goes and helps people or something. But it's not that, is it? But it's... then you would say that was boring too. I probably, w- I probably yeah. would unless there was some dark times. <laughs> or something. Or more realistic. But anyway. Yeah, I might have preferred... Oh, a, um, a Serious Man is another one that addresses a man who's hit a very rocky time now, in his life. Now that is very depressing. Oh, do you find it depressing? 
Uh, and what I mean is there are depressing times. In I don't think movies. that movie's depressing. It's not a saccharine movie, is what I'm saying. No, I don't think it's depressing though. I don't not at all. I think it's quite uplifting, but in a gritty way. Right. But with a Hollywood. I mean twist. Da- I guess I just mean dark then. Yeah, it's not it's depressing. A da- dark movie. There are some depressing scenes in that movie. Absolutely. I don't think it's depressing though. Um but this is none of that. There's not let's say <laughs> is it lacking emotion then? Like it's like yeah, it's lacking. pretty flat. Yeah, it's flat. I, n- I never, un- I never feel how Larry Crown feels. I don't, I don't know what he feels. He's just this blah da 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 going along with stuff. Like um, bridesmaids, I felt more for her. She has to move back in with her mom. She's not got a dude. Do you know what I mean? I felt more for her. She lost her bakery, and even though it's a total comedy, I still felt more for her. That yeah. her life does need. Even that was still something. a bit. It was, but I still felt more. You know, I'm not saying I want you know to you, you to show me this horrible poverty story <laughs> where he's like living under a bridge, like I said. But throwing your stuff in the yard for a yard sale doesn't feel too down and out to me. No, throwing your uh, I oh yeah, very nice set of golf. Very clubs. nice set. Of, um, <laughs> they actually very clearly showed you that that there's some of the best golf clubs you can possibly have. You know, this really? guy. How do you know that? Just because I know about golf clubs and stuff right. I have a friend who golfs you know they're expensive so you're clubs. supposed to feel like oh wow he used to have it all he used and to now have, he has to you are them. supposed to <laughs> right. you know he has a decent fit <laughs> that was lost on me because yeah. they just look like golf clubs no you know he, he had stuff and a plan for his life and now yes. it's gone yes and then this new plan for his life I don't think it, it, it's no worse off he's got a job he goes to college um He's got Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah, he never <laughs> seems to lack any money. He's never like, oh my god, I got no money. Or it's never, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's my problem with the whole movie. I, I just never, never felt anything at all ever, apart from I felt laughter when George Takai was talking, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I think he might be the best thing in it for me, anyway. I can't argue with that. And, you know, you're probably thinking, are you a Tom Hanks or Julia Roberts fan? I'm not a fan of either of... I mean, I'm not a fan. I don't seek out their next movies like, oh, can't wait for a new Tom Hanks movie. Can't wait for a new Julia Roberts movie. But I don't think they're bad actors or anything. I mean, I do like Tom Hanks and stuff. And Julia Roberts, I don't feel like we see her that often, really, anymore, Mm -hmm. do we? When was the last time we watched a Julia Roberts movie? Don't know. I can't remember. Was it probably one of the Oceans movies or something? I don't remember. I really don't. No. And it's not their problem. This, the no, movie, I agree. Uh, you know, I think the direction and everything's fine. I think, uh, as it as the material is, it. But he could have interjected, like you said. But then again, he wants it to be. I think he just wanted it to be. You know, and this movie's a PG thirteen. Apparently, I would say PG all the way. <laughs> yes. I, it's not going to offend anybody. No. You could show it. You could sit and watch it with your kids. And there'd be no discussions to really have or anything. Well, just that the dude was into porn, but the porn we saw wasn't porn. It was just, like, Maxim pictures of women. Yeah, and some pinup girls, in fact. Yeah. From the 50s in his folder. You know, it's, even that's saccharine, even when they have to deal with porn. Because yeah. there is a little subplot, subtext, really, of porn usage. Well, that the husband's wasting his life all day sitting looking sitting at porn, porn instead of writing his books like Correct, he's supposed yeah. to be. But even they deal with the porn, like you said, they, they saccharine the porn, don't they? they mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. So, for me, I dislike this movie. Oh, dear. Dislike. 
Um, You're not starting off the year with a very good note. But you know what? I think that... No, that didn't happen last year because the town was the first one last yeah, year. Yeah, which was awesome. Awesome. But I didn't um, have a lot of fun watching the movie. Um, I almost knew how it was... Uh, you know how it... Absolutely. The cover... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and and the and then the extras for this movie, they kind of say something like somebody says something at one point, like, "Well, we kind of wanted to surprise people with like." No, she said, "These are could... two people that you would never think would get together." Yeah. and I said, "Yeah, uh, yeah." In the first maybe ten seconds, and the cover movie. shows them together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we knew from seeing the cover that they were together. What is she talking about? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So. Yeah, let's let's move on to um, the cast of the movie. We got, I think we've covered the cast. We got Tom Hanks as Larry Crown. Fine. Um, Julie Roberts. Fine. Julie Roberts as Mercedes. <laughs> Taynot, not Tynot. No, Taino. Taino. Uh, Brian Cranston as a husband. He really does get nothing to work with. Uh, Gugu Mathui Raw or something. Is that how you say it? Yeah, she plays like the annoying chick. Yeah, he's, uh, he, now I think Tom Hanks is, is smitten with these type of young women who are like a spark of life. Spe- I like how Joy Roberts even says her character is like, why do people find these, you know, charming, free spirited girls so? Uh, and I just don't either. I totally agree with her. I find them fucking annoying. This right. sort of like light-hearted, wisp into your life and tell you how to do your hair and tell you this and that and they'll tell say you anything wonderful to your you face are and. All that, yeah. and Ugh, I just don't like it either. So I didn't like her character from the first second until the last frame. I didn't buy it. I didn't like it. She annoyed the shit out of me. So I was excited to see Pam Grier was in it, playing Francis. She was barely in it. George Takai uh, is barely in it also, but when he is in it, I really like him. He's your He's favorite. As the professor, <laughs> Dr. Ed Matuni, or Masuni. Uh, and Cedric the Entertainer, who I actually actively dislike, yeah. plays Lamar, and he just did Cedric the Entertainer things again. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I didn't, you know, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Directed by Tom Hanks, who's actually only directed one other movie, which I was surprised because I was expecting to list like, oh, he's directed 10 movies. No, he has not. He directed That Thing You Do, which was the music group in the 50s uh, movie, which I have not seen. Me neither. I imagine. (laughs) Now I think it's really saccharine, but maybe it's not. I don't know. But um, I think the direction was fine. I just think the script and the character development for me is not good enough agreed um flat it's very flat yes very flat there's no dimension there's there's an absolute market for this kind of movie of course you don't somebody who doesn't want challenging um somebody who just wants a breezy fun they don't want the threat of a bad ending they don't want the threat of sadness or anything just a breezy while i did appreciate that feeling because i didn't want something horrible to come along but that was once i was into it a little ways if you'd presented us with the antagonist or the antagonistic thing that might be pressing against him, I guess the threat of being down and out is it, but it wasn't big enough. <laughs> and it wasn't like, sharp enough. It's like you know? the wispy girl's boyfriend. It's supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be some kind of threat, but I never felt a threat. In fact, he felt kind of wussy to me. It just didn't feel like anything. It was just like, oh, he looks at you. He looks at you as though he's pissed yeah, with and you. And he's the type of boyfriend who every single whim that she has, he goes along yes. with her. He follows her around yeah, like a puppy does, dog. Like a There's puppy no dog. threat there. Uh-uh. He's not a tough guy or anything. No, to me. no, no. He just wears leather. So I didn't see the he point. He wears the leather glove things <laughs> because he wears a scooter. <laughs> I didn't see the point in him. To be honest, if you could, if you subtracted him, it wouldn't matter. In fact, 
that's actually the story of this movie. If you subtracted a lot of different things, mm-hmm. Pam Greer, if you subtracted her, it wouldn't matter. She's just there for that. It's not a lot of use for half of it, and half of it is, like I said, just done for amusement's sake. George Takai's only in there to provide a bit of laugh, a light-hearted um, as a, representing a certain type of professor. Yes. Yeah. But it's still done as a light, and and it's mostly played for jokes, like oh, he's yeah. going to take the cell phone off him again. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, that was funny. I like that. Yeah, but it's light, yeah. isn't it? Um, so there are bonus features on this Blu-ray, but not very many. So there's deleted scenes. When you dislike a movie intensely, why do you care about the extras? I'm telling the. I mean, when we when it's over and you're like, let's watch the extras. Well, I knew there was very few when I looked at the right. list. So I thought, oh, I might as well check them out. So delete. We watched them all. Deleted scenes. Yes, the deleted scenes. None of them really. No. Uh, actually, tell a lie. There's the scene where he gets fired on the deleted scenes, and they use the thing where he gets walked out of work by the security, and then he's driving. He's coming home, uh, and he. Stops at the traffic lights and forget. It actually made it feel a bit more grim than they did yeah, you're in right. the movie. Because in the movie, it's like, oh, you're fired, and then next thing you know, he's going to get because he's scoop. having to really mull it over. Whereas in the there's final that, cut, there's that um, falling down. What I said to you, yeah. <laughs> the moment where somebody's like, oh my god, my life is about to change, like like, Ugh. and then falling down, he goes crazy, and in this one, he just but, goes on. But they subtracted that that whole scene, and then so to me. He gets fired in the real movie. It's all a comedy thing because they're they're joking with him, firing him. They're, they're having they're a trying laugh. Trying to be lighthearted, but you know that is how you're. That taught. is a, te- a technique. Yeah. But make it casual. Make it on yeah. Friday. Make it at the end of the day. But make not- it seem as though you're giving them other options. These are things that we read in this little seminar webinar thing that we did at work. And um, so, if you're at work and you see any of these things coming on a Friday afternoon, yeah. where your boss is being chummy with you, they're offering you some snacks, um, they're taking you off to be on your own with them and some other management people, and they're telling you how valuable you are, and yet the world is changing. Yeah. The world is changing around us as if they have no control over the circumstance, etc., etc. So, I bought the concept, but it was too chum. It was too much like... Yuckety yuck yuck, and he could just walk out there and go, okay, thanks guys, I'll just go. And you're not invested enough in him, in no. him to realize how important this is, like, you know? Well, you see him loving it, the job. No, but I would be kind of like, okay, he got fired from you, Matt, well, go to Z, Matt. He did, he went to lots of places. I know he did. He did And they showed this little montage of him going to other places and not getting a job. I don't believe that either. I never believe that. That you can't get a job? Yes, like, this guy obviously was not career motivated. It wasn't, yeah, exactly. I don't feel like he wanted to be the managing director of Yuma. He just wanted to do a job, right? He could have walked into many jobs, but they were showing you, oh, no, there's no job, there is no job. I don't know if they're trying to reflect on the unemployment yeah. situation, the recession, but I felt I would hire him immediately because he, he is obviously the best well, person. What did he say? But, yeah, it's not reality to think you can just walk in anywhere and get a job. It was just job. another thing. Uh, well, over a period of time, him... The way he was selling himself. One week he was trying. Yeah, I know. Because he said it was last Friday when he got fired. And then we see the montage, and so it had been one week. So he's also an impatient man. Well, no, he's run out of money. If I got fired today, I would have precisely 30 days, and we would have nothing. I think those golf clubs would have kept him for a while. I'm just saying. It's not unreal. That part's not unrealistic. So I think you were magnifying the negatives. And 
letting that cover a lot of other things. So the making of Larry Crown is that it's not really the making. No. Of Larry Crown. <laughs> well, you saw them behind. It the has some a on lot. the set stuff, but it's real. It's more like it's <laughs> some of these making of things. It's like Tom, um, I was going to say Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks sat there saying this story is about, and then they just go through all the main plot points. And then they talk. They didn't really talk to many people in that. There was Julia Roberts. Was she there? Yeah. Brian Cranston spoke a little bit. The writer spoke more in the, the extra than he did in the movie. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see it as the making of Larry Crown. It's more like a promotional documentary. Yeah. In fact, Tom Cruise refers to the movie twice as. You mean Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Maybe I'm wishful thinking. Exactly. <laughs> uh, You're trying to escape the reality that is Larry Crown with an E. Tom Hanks refers to the movie twice as a product and a brand. No, no, no. He's just the making. Plot. No, 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 no. He's just making comments, and you just picked up on the fact that he used corporate sounding words. It had nothing to do with the movie. Those comments it sounded to me like he was. No, he wasn't. Those what I'm comments... saying is, this extra was a promotional. Uh, yeah, and that, and that crept into it. Uh, and finally, fun on set, which didn't. It was, it's a thing called fun on set, and it's just random things that happen on the set. The thing we learned from it was Julia Roberts, in her off time, actually knits. Correct. Like, knits sweaters, that kind of thing, with knitting needles. We don't know what she knits. We didn't see that. We saw her knitting, and then we saw that all the crew decided to knit one day. Uh, like all have knitting stuff. When she walked in the door. Yeah. And then she was kind of saying, well, yeah, that's cool. Like, anybody, you know. So, yeah, Julia Roberts, I wouldn't have her down as a knitter, but apparently she's a knitter. Um, and that's it for bonus features. Um, that's enough. Pretty saccharine bonus features, just like the movie. Um, so, yeah. Conclusion for me. Actively disliked, it's I would say. It's not going to be in your top five of 2012. No? <laughs> well, unless the whole year goes yeah. very, very badly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not my thing. And I know a lot of people who it would be their thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not completely shitting on it. I'm just saying it's not for me. And my... <laughs> And when you listen to my recommendations, you'll understand why it's not for me and why I have a different kind of taste to this. And um, what about you? What? What do you think of this movie? Same. Conclusion. I, uh, half... I was semi-entertained throughout. You know, there's always the positive thing. I did like the ideas, but I like the ideas and the little things. I let them grow in my mind bigger than they really were. I don't know if that... You know what I'm saying? Like... The concept of a professor who doesn't feel like she's making any changes. The concept of a middle-aged man having to sort of start over. Those things I do... I am interested in that. those stories with different characters. So I was kept, like, hoping for more. Yeah. So, um... I, rec- I would recommend this to a lot of people, but I would never watch it again. No. So, um, on that note... Thanks to uh, Universal for the Blu-ray. And if you want to enter a contest, we've got a new contest on the site right now. Um, for It's a Bosch Power Tools. Or don't, ask, don't put it in a question form because I don't know what it is. Bosch <laughs> and uh, Discovery Channel. Uh, we're doing a giveaway with them and you can win. It's quite a hefty prize. It's worth about $200. So if you go and have a look at that, you can win a Storm Chasers DVD set, a book signed by the Storm Chaser p- people, um, a pair of windscreen wipers for your vehicle. These new Bosch Icon windscreen wipers, which are like a one-piece design. So this is a movie review show, right? 
Yes. So the the way it ties in is because, because of the DVD release. DVDs of, of Storm, Storm Chasers. Chasers, which is a um, pretty self-explanatory Discovery Channel show about right. chasing storms. So um, you win the DVDs of them, and then some other stuff. Yes, yeah, so it's a prize <laughs> package, and you can see a picture of the prize package. Go to ascully dot com, click on the word contest, and there you will see uh, U.S. entries only. Because you will of, be paying for shipping. Don't forget. I hope you put that on the contest page. It's always on there, and U.S. entries only because the battery charger is a uh, specific uh, to the U.S. So you car can't. battery charger. Correct. We, yeah, but the whole prize package is worth two hundred dollars, so it's probably the biggest giveaway we've done. Um, so yeah, if you want to win that? Go and have a look at that. Next week's Blu-ray review. Uh, the second movie of 2012 will be Con- uh, Contagion on Blu-ray, which is Steven Soderbergh's new movie, which actually looks quite interesting. I have um, better hopes for it than this one. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to uh, our recommendations for the week. My recommendations, and there are, I said to you, a juxtaposition against this movie. Okay. Um, my first one is Ghost World. Okay. And you know what triggered it in my head it's the kind of comedy i like it's dark it's alternative almost like it's different it feels more real to me even though it doesn't because it's a comic book but you know um the character played by steve buscemi who's like all the records and he's a Mm -hmm. record collector right it sprung ghost i was like when when i saw all the records in larry crown's apartment i was like i wish i was watching ghost world because that guy's (laughs) apartment with all the records in it was awesome uh and my other one is uh, Napoleon Dynamite, just for a a comedy with some real-life situations and an inspiring message that I really like. Yeah. Um, you know, it shows... Not everything has to be super Hollywoody, And Napoleon Dynamite is the perfect example to be inspiring or something. You know? There's not... It's pretty sugary, but it's got it enough... It is, but it's also got enough oddness to Oddness, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, not everybody's a beautiful person. Not, yeah. You know? And my recommendations are in line with the middle-aged man having to make changes about Schmidt, which is Jack Nicholson, several years ago. It's just a kind of a road trip and a middle-aged man... I don't know, becoming a real person again? Because he was pretty ill, you know? Yeah, but, he was. Yeah. And um, the other one is Heartlands, which is a British movie about a man who... This woman is kind of, like, being wooed away, and he decides to take off and pursue her through this um, dart playing See? championship. It's like a road movie. <laughs> and it's sentimental, and it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Heartlands. Um, Heartlands from... Well, it must be at least seven, eight years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, um, that stars Martin... Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael, Martin Sheen. Michael Sheen. So, um, this, you know, first show of 2012, we thought we would do our... We do it every year. Top movies of 2011. Well, we don't do that every year, but whatever the year <laughs> was before. Um, so, how will we do this? Will we both do, like, our worst first and then go count Yeah, I think from start with the ten? worst. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Last year, and this is not every movie that came out. Last no, year. no, it's just movies we reviewed. So on the show, so um, and it's not quality of movies. It's the movies we liked or disliked. So don't be all bitching and moaning if we, if I put Scarface under Tangled because it's not about you deciding what the quality of the movie is. It is us and our experience with the movie, our memories of the movie. As a movie lover, 
That's how I. That's how I make. And this what list. I would think is if you. Some people haven't seen all these movies from last year, so it might give you some suggestions, you know, to pick up some movies. Mm, whatever. I don't care what people do, but I'm just saying, that's how I judge my list. Uh, but, I mean, these are definitely movies to see, in my opinion, if you've not seen them, and a lot of people won't. Except for this one we're going to talk Except about Except for first. this one we're going to talk about first. <laughs> So the, the worst movie for us of 2011, for me anyway... This is out of 50 movies, by the way. We did 50 shows, right. because we don't count the first one... You know, that, uh, yeah. and then the last one also kind of carries over. So there's 50 movies on the list that we then pick from or put in order. That's what I do. Put it all in order and then pick the top So the 10. rotten apple of the bunch for both of us, actually, we both yeah. have the same one, is Red Riding Hood, which was from the creators of Twilight. Um, yeah. It had it was, so much potential. When I saw the trailer, Fuck. I was excited for that movie. Me too. I saw, I saw the trailer and it was all dark and it was... Uh, a new take on Red Riding Hood. Kind of magical looked, looking. And then I saw Gary Oldman and I thought, yeah, this has got to be good. It was not good at all. Nope. In fact, it was... The worst movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely bored by it. It was boring. Um, so yeah, Red Riding Hood. Terrible movie. Do not watch. Um, okay, number nine for me is Welcome to the Rileys, which is... You know, we reviewed it earlier on in the year. So you're talking about the top nine movies of your whole list. These are the best nine of the 49 left. And number nine is Welcome to the Rallies. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm just explain. making it clear. Well, no, because you said number 10 as the worst, and now number nine you're skipping up. Right, I said the worst ones are number bad. 10. Right. Welcome right. to the Rallies is a world away. So we're now in the best movies of the year. Yeah. So Welcome to the Rallies is my ninth. Um, it's a drama with James Gandolfini and the girl from Twilight, Kristen Stewart. Um, Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. And it's very, very good. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, the kind of movies that I like, dramas. And it's really dark and mm-hmm. grim. Um, and you have got for number nine? Do you want to just go through your list? No, I think it's better if we okay. do it that way. Mine, worst, obviously, Red Riding Hand. And my number nine of my top nine is Super Night. Super Eight, which Super we eight. only just saw recently. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a good movie watching experience. And it really, I had to, you know, it, it might be tied with about eight other movies, but I had to really pick, and I think it was one of my best of the year. Number eight for me is uh, Ben Affleck's The Town, um, which we saw, it was literally the first movie we saw in 2011. Um, I would like to see it again. It was that good. It's so, it's a good quality movie. Really it w- good. It was nominated for an Oscar that year. Didn't get one, but. Um, highly My recommend. number eight is Black Swan, because it was another one dark and s- stimulating and a little bit weird and just really enjoyed it. So it's my number eight. Uh, yeah, um, and number eight, uh, number seven for me is The Social Network. David Fincher. I'm a fan of anything David Fincher does. In fact, I, I'm excited to see his new movie, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and I didn't purposely did not read the books or have any insight into that story whatsoever when I knew Fincher was making it. Right. And I actually owned the books. I was about to read them and then I knew Fincher was making nice. the movie and I thought, no, I don't want to spoil the story. I'd rather see Fincher's version of it. So anything from Fincher I'm a fan of. So The Social Network is number seven. My number seven is 127 hours because mm-hmm. I felt like any movie that can keep me that captivated with one person, uh, you know, essentially at the heart of it all, 
I and mean, just the concept, and it's well done, and it's, you know, Franco is one of my favourites, and it was just really good. And Danny Boyle is um, such a... It changes... Each Every movie. You can't even... None of the movies are similar. No. I mean, he always changes what he does, uh, which is... I can't wait to see what he does next. Um, so... Number six for me is Black Swan. You already mentioned Black Swan. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's... You liked it just that much better than me. I did. I think it's really high up there. Um, I like it better than The Wrestler, and The Wrestler was his one before. Mm. Um, I just... I, don't, I liked a lot the top topic of ballerinas. I don't think it's covered that often. I no. don't feel like I've seen a lot of ballerina. Behind-the-scenes ballerina stuff. Not just the... The harshness of it all. So, yeah, Black Swan's my number six. And my number six is Tangled. So they're quite a contrast there. Which is Disney's... Uh... <laughs> yes. The Black Swan and Tangled yeah, on the same level. But Tangled was an, just a wonderfully funny, cute, sweet... You know, even in Tangled, I felt the correct amount of jeopardy and the correct amount of threat and the correct amount of bad guyness versus like what we watched today. Yep. And I just loved... I thought it was just sweet and it sucked me in and it really did make one of my most memorable movies of the year. Number five for me, and this is the one one of the most visually striking movies of the year, and it's Hannah, mm-hmm. which was a, out of nowhere for me. I didn't know it existed. It came, it had a striking looking cover. I was like, oh, this is interesting. It looks interesting. It turned out to be one of my favorite movies. Um, it, it was Chemical Brothers did the soundtrack. It was very unique. Absolutely. I don't feel like I've seen much like it. Run, Lola, run, maybe. You know, there's certain things that are kind of stylish like that, but. It's funny that you mentioned Run Lola Run because in Phineas and Ferb there was an episode called Run Candace Run. She is their sister. Right. And in it, she is given these pair of shoes that make her run so fast she can be in two places at once. And there's one sequence where it's Run Candace Run. Right. Run Candace Run. And it shows her running through all these different situations and really fast. And then the, the background goes all loopy and the Somebody music had been gets all. That. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, that's obscure. But if you've seen Run Lola Run, you get it. So, Hannah, number five. For me, number five is The Town, which you've already mentioned. I feel like it was a... Which really I didn't mention is a heist star. movie at its heist heart. Heist yeah. and hardcore drama and well done. Um, Affleck is awesome. Director, actor, the whole bit. Yep. Uh, Writer, actor, director. Yeah. Yeah. Following up from Gone Baby Gone, which yeah. is a similar type of style. Not, not a heist, but the style. The drama, yeah. yeah. And that, that's how they say it. They've got that accent, Boston accent, a drama. Drama. So, um, yeah, uh, good good movies. Uh, number four for me. So we're getting there into the top now. Number four, X-Men First Class. I'd one. lost interest in the X-Men movies, I have to say. Um, I was almost bored to think we were going to watch another X-Men movie. And I think they reinvented the X-Men series completely. Um, don't go back to how... In fact, though, the other X-Men movies, to me, are nothing compared to this. I hope they continue on this track. It had everything. It, it, it was Cold War, set in the Cold War. It was the origin story of X-Men. Um, I found it infinitely more interesting than actually the X-Men when they were in their prime in the original movies. So, um, yeah, I want to see more X-Men. and I, this, I These X-Men. These X-Men, and I didn't go into it. Going into it, I was like, oh, no, not more X-Men. Halle Berry's going to pop up and all that. It's going to be... Really... But she didn't. No. And my number four is what we just watched very recently, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, because I absolutely loved it. I love Planet of the Apes. I love the way it was made and done and the experience of it. I watch it more times. I love the concept. I love, love it. Love it. Number four. 
Maybe because it's so fresh, but I mean, even comparison, when I was putting all 50 movies in order, it just kept bumping up to the top, so. And I, I didn't put Rise of the Planet Apes in my top 10 at all, but it is, but I couldn't fit, like, I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we'd just seen it, and there are ones I want, older ones, that I really wanted to get in there, so I didn't, but yeah, do believe I'd love that yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, number three for me is The Tree of Life. Um. Some say it's pretentious. Some say it's uncompromising. They wouldn't be wrong. No, some say it's a difficult watch. All correct. Yeah. Um, but it's a very... It's, if you see a movie in 2011 that is unique and different from all the others, it's Tree of Life. There's nothing like it. You've not seen anything like it before. It's a very unique visual masterpiece, I think. Sort of a... A thinking movie as well. You do think about things after you've seen it, as you've seen it. It is difficult it. to watch. It, it's digging at you constantly. It is not just eye candy. It is... There's there's periods of time in the movie, 20 minutes at a time, when nobody says anything. It's a visual movie, really, isn't it? It's all told visually. You're I mean, thinking. You have to be thinking the whole time, yeah. And I enjoyed that, being challenged by cinema a little bit or something. You know, Larry Crown's the exact opposite of the tree yeah. of life. You know, you're not... <laughs> challenge in any way you just sit back and you know turn off you don't turn off when you're watching the tree of life my number three is win-win because i really really loved that it was like a nice calm genuine it has its moments of maybe a little bit too a couple of saccharine moments maybe paul geomatic by the way overall it's just a it's a nice telling of a story of some people in life and I felt like it was quality all the See way that, through. See, I bought everybody in that. Absolutely. I bought them because they were just normal people in And there's even situations. a little bit of, you know, a little bit of uh, slapstickiness here yeah. and there with his buddies yeah. and the coaches and stuff. However, because it's put together well, it all works. So I, to me, it's one of my most memorable movies of the year. And again, like I said, some of my criteria isn't just isolate this movie and is the quality of everything about it above this one or that one it's more like if I think of the movie and I look at my list oh yeah that one was awesome I wanted to talk about it I wanted to tell people about it um, I felt excited about it that makes it bump up on the list for me so number two for me being a very very long time Tron fan <laughs> I was looking forward to a sequel to Tron and we did get one in 2011 and that was Tron Legacy it's my number two I actually well, I got a Christmas present, um, which I'll mention later. But I got to see parts of it in 3D again this week, for real. Um, and it, I love the movie. I, I love it visually. I do love the story. I don't really like the CG for the, um, you know, no. the dude. Oh my god! That's the worst. But I can forgive it because it's a Tron movie. Please make more Tron movies. <laughs> I love the universe. I love how it looks. And it does look outstanding, this movie. It's one of the visual uh, movies for this year. So Tron Legacy is my number two. And my number two is... Oh, shit. I'm not bored or anything. Just still waking up. It's only been four or five hours. Um, is what you mentioned earlier, Tree of Life, is definitely number two. And I, I have my number one and number two kept switching, 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 switching. And yet, when I get to my number one, I can't... This one just had... it. it had the one tiny sliver less impact in a different way. I'm a thinker person. I like to dig deep and think dark, human, 
we are on a rock floating in the universe. We're all just going to die and life is what it is. And you're born and then you die and all that shit. That's how I think. I like to dig about how we influence each other, how we act around each other, how we make life for the rest of humans and the rest of... And then as we... The reality is, it's like this. That's it. We're done. In the scope of things. That's what this movie did for me. It really dug deep and I love that about it. So it's my number two. So the big... My number one movie of the year, out of all the movies we reviewed... And it'll probably be an unpopular choice because a lot of people hated this movie. I love it. and It's, it's your choice. My choice. Sucker Punch. <laughs> um, it's one of the most visually arresting movies. I think, personally, the introduction sequence of the movie. It's one of the best introduction sequences of a movie. I think the way he set the music to it and the dark... Mm-hmm. Uh, almost... It doesn't have to show you really what's happening. But just, just point something in your head. Absolutely. Um, I love. I loved it. I loved. Like you said. Like I said to you when I was watching it. It's just like a movie made for me. Or yeah, something. just like last year's top was. Scott Pilgrim was it not? Uh, it was right near the top. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a similar. Yeah, you like just it, react to those movies like. Like Sucker Punch, I really react to. It. I just liked it. I liked the. I liked the style of it, and I liked how. It, they could show you different things because it was all taking place inside the mind, like Inception, I guess. But um, yeah, it's a. It was an interesting movie and really amazing. Did we not watch Inception this year? No, it was the year before. Wow! Oh my god, mm. time is flying too quickly for me. Are you going to make a big deal about my number one? <laughs> my number one, you have also mentioned, is Hannah. It was absolutely my my, and I knew from the time we started thinking about it, from the time I saw it. And then it was over. It was. It is my number one. It absolutely captivated me. It was out of nowhere too. We didn't, I didn't even know it existed. And I would recommend it to almost anybody. It's got a lot of violence and stuff, but it is. I'm. I was like this, looking at it, just like wide-eyed, mouth dangling. More. I want more. I want more. And I just loved it. Loved it. Yeah, it was really. I I loved it too. It reminded me of like early Luke Besson films. I know it wasn't, but it had that kind of intensity to it. And There's an element of fan- fantasticalness about the world that they're living in, and yet there's this like foundation of grit and darkness and doom and threat. And also on top of it is a very inspirational, you know, and then there's the sci-fi element. The action is awesome. Then you've got the Ice Queen. You've got the fairy tale element mm-hmm. draped over it all. Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, it's just... It was, well, obviously, my favorite movie that we watched on our reviews for the year completely. All right, so that's our rundown of top movies of 2011. Join us this time next year for uh, the top rundown of uh, 2012 movies. Who knows what we'll be seeing this year. We'll find out. And just so you know, I will be posting on my site, which is sidtalk.com, C-I-D-T-A-L-K. I'm going to make a page where it has the entire list of the movies, the scores we gave them, and our recommendations for every single the go with every single movie. Right. So I will be posting that. Um, I'll mention that in the written review, which will be coming up in a couple of days. So look out for that if you're interested in seeing all the recommendations that we gave every single week that go with it. I think it should be on aschoolay.com. You've never pursued it, therefore I will put it on my side. All right. So uh, we also Christmas occurred between. Um, <laughs> Did it? Between the <laughs> yeah 2011. Now we're in 2012. Christmas occurred somewhere in there. We are in the space-time continuum. Um, but we got some Christmas presents, and we like to always say what we got. What did you get for Christmas? 
everything or just me, between fire, me and you? What did we get all together? All together? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, my mom gave us some money, as always, which is awesome. And our dinner and our lunch together at my mom's house. Was, I really loved it. It's not too crowded. We don't have that many people in our immediate family. So that was awesome. She made each of us, I noticed, just by observing. She knows what we all love. I've got a, a brother who's 10 years older than me. My sister's 9 years older than me. And then I've got a sister 7 years older than me. And then me. So we're in our 50s and 40s, obviously. Yet, every single... If you look at the food... I mean, she got fried chicken from the gas station. And she made us what? Specifically for us? She made a whole... Vegetarian chili. Absolutely. My mother doesn't cook vegetarian. No one in my family believes in vegetarianism as if we were Santa Clauses. (laughs) Like, oh, how could you possibly be a vegetarian? She made a whole pot of vegetarian chili, which was awesome. For my brother, she made one of his favorites. And for my sisters, each she made each of us a thing special for us. And I think that's almost the best gift. Of course, not, not excluding the ones you gave me. But uh, we got lots of fun stuff. I uh, got loads of books from my brother. He goes to auctions and thrift stores and stuff. And he gave us a big box of books and jigsaw puzzles. Um, and I also handed out a few of the books to other people. My nephews wanted some. Um... I don't know, there's loads of stuff in there, because I get lots of stuff and put it all in a box. And right. Oh, we got a set of glasses, and a candle, and some bath salts, and some homemade noodles. My niece always makes homemade noodles every year for everybody and puts them in a little block bag. Um, oh, there's loads of stuff in there. Um, and then from you, if you'd like me to cover, um, I got this fantastic cookbook. Every year now you give me a vegan cookbook. We're not vegan, but we are now... I would say officially vegetarian. It's been over a year since I've had any meat whatsoever. Almost two and a half, three years since you've had any. So, The Happy Herbivore is the new book. And as you, I'm holding it up to the microphone so you can see what it looks like. Yeah, it's green. <laughs> it's green. And I already started reading it. And it's freaking awesome. Seriously, this woman is a genius. And I cannot wait to start I mean, it only benefits it. me because I get listened to. And to go with this cookbook stuff. was a brand new skillet, which is bigger than the one I've had for the last ten years. That my husband also gave me originally. That's you. And so I got a new skillet and a thumb drive for my car because now we have a USB thing in the car. I can put music on it, listen to it. I got that from you as well. Book, USB. There was something else, something else. Skillet. Skillet. Oh, and this, which I have the box for. It is called the Sony Dash. The inspiration for this is that you know how much I hate my alarm clock. I've hated it since I bought it. You knock it over all the that time. That was like 12 years ago. And it's big, huge letters. And it's like, ah, ah, ah. And it's bright green. It's horrible. I lay it on its face all the time because I hate the light shining in my face. So not only did you buy me a better alarm clock. Like, you could have bought me a $10 clock that was dim and quiet and small. No, no, no. I'm not even going to look up how much this cost. But this thing is basically a tablet PC, but... Made in the form of like a thing that stands up on your desktop or your table side. Has the time, weather, you can read your Gmail, you can watch Netflix, you can... It's just a PC that yeah, you really. sit next to your bed in this about the size of a tablet. Yeah, and you it's can seven put, inch. Uh, yeah, you can put all kinds of stuff on it. Like it, their apps, of course, as well. You can plug a USB key with your pictures on it. Right. I Well, I have it right now set to... I've logged into Facebook and it will display in a slideshow all the photos from all my friends and myself as a slideshow. Get the weather. You can watch webcam. I mean, it's just a PC. Listen to music. 
Absolutely. It has... Um, the, the thing about watching Netflix, like this morning, I woke up because I wanted to play with it. And the first thing I did while I was still waking up was went to Netflix and put on Star Trek and watched about five minutes of an episode <laughs> of Star Trek. And then you pause it. And then the next time I go to it, I can pick it right back up where I left they off. They don't call it an alarm clock. They call it a personal internet viewer. Is that what this is? That's what they call it. Oh, yeah. Personal See? internet viewer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is literally a fancy alarm clock. But it isn't. It's a computer. That you sit by your bed and it happens to have the time up in the corner, just like this computer does. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I said, it's There's like, a lot more than an alarm clock. I feel like it's too good for me. It's so extravagant. That's what I think. So I love it. I don't know how else to express it. I and just what, love it. And what did you get? I got, you went, I wanted a new monitor for my desk. So you chipped in half for a new monitor with me. That makes me sound like a tight odd. And I bought it. A couple of days before Christmas, but I got the new, what do you call it? Sony PlayStation 3D, 3D display. display. That's what they call it. It was. Um, I paid half because it's three hundred dollars. Yeah, well, it's actually <laughs> three hundred. It was five hundred dollars in November, and then I saw it get knocked down to three ninety nine, and then I saw it get knocked down to two ninety nine, and I immediately thought there's got to be something wrong with that for selling it. Why? Why does it go down so quick? Well, it's back up now. It's four ninety nine. Oh, right. So it was just a week's kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, that's why I had to buy it early, because it was not going to be on sale for very long. So we went and got it. And it was a week's deal at Best Buy, basically. Um, I'm more, more than happy with it. I've got it on my desk. I've got my Xbox and my PS3 hooked up to it. It plays 3D. You know, it's got the active shutter glasses, so I can watch 3D Blu-rays. Um, it's amazing. Really nice display. Looks awesome. Games work Every perfect. time you look at it, you have to think of me. It's very thin. Well, every time you look at half of it, you have to think of me. Yeah. <laughs> it's really thin. It looks like a gigantic PSP. It does, actually, yeah. yeah. I think that's what they modeled it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I really love it. I didn't think I could handle another monitor on my desk because I thought two 24-inch monitors on my desk probably kind of weird. Because you don't like clutter. No, but been there a few days and now it doesn't feel yeah, like... Yeah, that space was just sitting there wasted. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like there was any... It doesn't ever feel like it was any different now, so that's cool. Um, and well, let's explain. You play Call of Duty like four nights a week with a friend for like two or three hours. So that's one of the main reasons you wanted a new monitor. Because my old monitor's leading up to another one. My old monitor's got. got a bit of a burning problem with games. Uh, it's been getting on my nerves for a while, but I'm using that for my PC now and using this new monitor just for gaming. Um, and you also got me a Modern Warfare 3 wireless Bluetooth headset for the Xbox 360, the official one that just came out. I've been using that last night. It's fantastic. Wireless. The weirdest first thing that's weird to me is that I don't have that wire going from there to my ear. And I can't tell you the amount of times I have put my arm on the cord and ripped it out or ripped it out of my ear accidentally, you know. Or when I have to go to the toilet. You have to take it all with you. I have to take my controller with me or unplug it all and have a wire dangling down, you know. I'll take the headset off and then fiddle around. Oh, the trials and tribulations of a gamer. So um, the wireless headset is awesome. Um, Good. It sounds really good. Uh, I don't know... You can also use it to answer the phone, because it's Bluetooth. Yeah, and I thought about this yesterday. This is an awesome feature. Because it's got Xbox and Bluetooth. My PS3, the headset that connects to PS3, is Bluetooth. So you could use it for both consoles, just Mm -hmm. buy one headset. It just works on both. And I don't really have a headset for my PS3. It doesn't come with one. I never really got one, so now I do. So um, I got that. What else did I get? I got... This is the ultimate thing. You got me the Star Wars The Complete Saga Blu-ray box set, which is all six movies plus, I think it said 40 hours of extras. 
which I can't wait to look at all the extras. Um, it's in this really cool box set where it looks like a book. You love packaging. Yeah. Um, I've wanted it since it came out. I just never got it, you know? Because you knew that if you told me, I'd get it for you. Come now, on. Now I can retire my DVDs uh, and see it all in high and Next year, you'll retire these because you're going to get the stupid 3D version. Oh, one, the 3D one? Yeah, probably. Uh, Star Wars. You're still fickle. I just keep buying Star Wars. What's going to happen when a new wife comes along? Just throw me in the river? Yeah, a 3D version. <laughs> and I'll be taking all the gifts with me, by the way. What else did I get? <laughs> There's some other things. Oh, this. Oh, well, you don't care about that, though. Yeah, I do. No, be I, honest. It's no. a big toolbox. It has a toolbox on top and a big... Um, We're actually using it for our podcast A big uh, compartment in the bottom. It has big, huge rolly wheels and I a big actually handle like it. on the top. I'm going to like it a lot more. And you know what? It works fantastic because this part... We've got a podcast mic stood on, stood on it and it works perfect. This is very classless I like for it. what we're using it for yeah, right now. I like it. <laughs> uh, and I got some other things, surely. I did. Yeah. What were the other things? Uh. Some Star Wars watches. Yeah, those are just to go with your... Cl- I, I, there were Burger King toys. I didn't get a pin-up You did not, but I've decided. New tradition, you're going to get the calendar for New Year's gift. Yeah, I am. Um, you are, every year, I like 50s pin-up girls. Pawn Shop movie. I got Rambo, which is a... On Blu-ray. Uh, on Blu-ray, which you at bought a from shop. a pawn shop. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bought movies at... I'd never been at a pawn shop before. I don't Except in college when I went to sell some stuff. Um, one time. For beer money. Um, but yeah, I like 50s pinup girls, and you always get me a calendar every year. True, um, I totally forgot. Like, and the paintings occur- of uh, 50s pinup Yeah, it didn't girls. occur to me once, so now we're having a new... What else did I get Yeah, The movie, the box... Oh, know. some uh, like tools, like uh, oh, yeah. grabbers and Random-y stuff. Randomy tools for computer... PC work. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for the big ticket items. We're that's a lot of that. stuff. Yes. And I love my monitor. I just want to turn it on now and look at it. Aww. So yeah, we had a so great thank Christmas. thank you for my lovely presents. And thank you for my stuff. I will be watching Star Wars at my desk. And extras now until I get through That's them all. That's right. Um, and Tron. I bet you'll sit there sometime and watch Tron fully in 3D sometime. And uh, Captain America, we, which we got the other week in 3D. Oh yeah. I can actually see that now in 3D. I'm not saying that will be great, but because we did see the 3D version in the cinema on the trailer and went, oh, 3D looks kind of crappy, but yeah. we'll see. Um, video games in 3D... Yep. It's like another world. Like I was playing Uncharted, which I'd actually played all the way through. Played it in 3D. It's crazy. You got a gift from your niece? I did. I got a game. Oh, niece? I got yeah. Like now with Steam on, uh, which is a PC download client for games. Steam. You can gift games to people. So my niece. You mean give? Let's not use gift they call as it a gift. Ver- I know. Yeah. It's not a verb. Right. Fuckers. So you um. <laughs> So you can buy a game and then send it to somebody else's Steam account and then they can collect it. As a gift. Correct. Not gifting. So she gifted me Skyrim, which is the new Elder Scrolls game, which I have been playing on the 360, but obviously the PC version apparently looks a lot better graphically. And the PC version is moddable, and there's all kinds of different mods for it. So they've done things where they've made it look different or they've added new things... There's a I mod like where there's a mod where everybody in the game is naked, that yeah. kind of thing. What PC people do, you know? Lovely. So now I have access to the PC version. I will look forward to seeing how much different it is because I've been playing on the PC a lot, on the uh, 360. So yeah, that's all our Christmas gifts and all our Christmas stuff. It's now 2012, so. <laughs> and so if that's true, then yesterday I should have given you your calendar, which I didn't because it's not yesterday. It's no. next week. <laughs> yeah, but to you, it's 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 New Year's Day today. Um, so, what's for dinner today? 
Today, we're going to have leftover tofurkey, because for our Christmas dinner... Wow, we a week old tofurkey. <laughs> That'd be gross. Oh, we're breaking the law. We're breaking the laws of uh, illusion here. Leftover tofurkey. Leftover uh, homemade mushroom gravy. We've got some of my mom's homemade dressing. Yeah, we had a tofurkey salad. for our Christmas dinner, Correct. by the way. And I love that stuff. Yeah, it's really I don't good. give a shit what anybody says. I could just grab it's a piece really now good. and eat it. But who cares what anybody says? Um... I'm also in the mood for some chips and dips. I'm going to that. And then we're going to have some sort of hot vegetable, as you described it. I said, how about a salad? You said, no, I want some hot vegetables. So, I'll some have to figure that out. Peas and, ca- peas peas and, and carrots sound really good to me. Nicely oh, glazed, kind of boiled up. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're having for the food. And seeing as we've gone on so long today, um, with all our best of movies and stuff, that's probably the whole... Th- that's Skipping all the got. game for the day? I haven't played any games this week, apart no, from Modern the Warfare. the game. Oh, we should have done the game way... Uh, yeah, do, let's yeah do, we should. Let's do, right game, let's do the game quickly before okay, we go. Okay, to end the show today, we're going to go on with the game. I still haven't got a name for it. I will have soon. And it is, I will say, a movie quote that we're all extremely familiar with. I will either say it correctly or incorrectly, with one little thing changed or not changed, and you have to decide if it's correct or not. This movie quote is from Gone with the Wind, and it is, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. No, that's wrong. Frankly, sir, <laughs> ma'am. Who says it? The guy. Okay, so he wouldn't say sir. Mom. What? Mom. Mom. M M O M. M A M M. Does he say that, ma'am? No. I don't know then, but it sounds wrong. It is wrong. So technically, you are right. Yeah. It is, frankly, my dear. My dear. I don't give a damn. Right. So, you see, but it would be easy to go, oh, yeah, that's right. Frankly, Scarlet, yeah, I don't would, give but a it damn. it did sound wrong. And I think people even say it that way sometimes. Right. Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. So, it was mom. It like is, mom. frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. So, there you go. If anyone has a suggestion for the name of the game, that would be awesome. We could just call it Nameless Game. <laughs> <laughs> New Quotables. Game. New no, Game, it's called on the sheet. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, so... um is that it? Everything you've got? I think so. All right. So like, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, happy 2012. I want to remind you about our websites, aschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can go to aschoolie.com to win some stuff, $200 prize. Um, do it. Uh, it's a very easy question. The answer is right on the page if you if you um, want to... Pay close attention. Pay close attention, yeah. Very small. Um you can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. I'm sure there's a lot of people who got iPhones and uh, iPods for Christmas. Uh, and you can also catch the RSS feed. Just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. You can subscribe with anything you like there. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She frankly doesn't give a damn. How about for 2012? We just tell them to email me constantly. All right. Spam me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just saying. We might have to change a little bit of something. All right, there. and stay classy, Mr. Tom. I was going to say Tom Cruise again. Tom Hanks. You need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> need to do do some more Private Ryan next or something. No, we don't want to do the same shit again. I don't mean, I mean something about? more on that level than this. I disagree with that. I don't mean war. I mean just something more substantial. Stimulating. Yes. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you do not think for yourself in this life, this brief life that you have, even if you live 100 years, that's pretty brief. If you don't think for yourself, 
someone is already doing it for you, and your life is not your own. And Larry Crown didn't think for himself. Absolutely. Look where that got him. (laughs) 